Welcome to day 10 tournament in a tea break. Um, sadly, no Chris Otto with us, but I have... Mert Ertanga. Hurrah! So Mert's very kindly stepped into Chris's um, stylish but affordable shoes. No, I don't um. know if I can match that up, but I will try. So, um, well, we've just come off the end of uh, a pretty miraculous um, turnaround in terms of uh, weather. Uh, the weather um, really closed in like biblical rain. Yes. Uh, it At was one point, I thought we were in the south, southern United States where there's there was a dark cloud on the left, sun peeking in, and then <laughs> some rumblings in the back, you know, because that's how that's, that's how the weather that's works. That's how it'll it'll rain ten minutes and it'll be sunshine next twenty minutes, you know. But by some miracle, they uh, they got um, Marketa von Dusova and um, Petra Martic onto the court. They've just finished, but there's a lot to talk about. Before we get to that match, the first one, of course, being um, Joe Conta beat, well, soundly beat. Spectacular Sloan's, performance. Yeah, she. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. Sloan, to my mind, looked very flat from the start. When we're, we're accustomed to seeing slow starts from Sloan, so that's not in itself an issue. But there just seemed to be a complete lack of movement from Sloan. Joe really didn't have to do much to get her winners in. It was a great, controlled, aggressive performance. When Joe's serve is firing, everything else in her game falls into place, and it was that kind of a day today. Yes, I agree, and, and in fact, I'll, I'll take it a step, uh, a step further. You're right, uh, Sloan is a slow starter, and that was very apparent in her match against Muguruza, but she was able to turn that around. On the other hand, Joe never gave her a chance to turn the match around. One thing that Joe does is she, she does this one-two punch on the return and on the serve. And, and, and she does it in an awkward way because most players will hit that big serve and then they'll run around and hit that big forehand to finish the point. Joe does that on the backhand side. So when she can, she can get that wide serve on the deuce side and push Sloan to her wide forehand side where she has to go outside the court, when Sloan hits that return, it falls perfectly in line with with Joe's backhand to hit it to the open corner. In fact, in the very at the one-one game in the first set, if people want to look up what I'm talking about, it, it, she, she wins the first, third, and fifth points exactly the same way. It's almost like a replay. She serves that wide serve, Sloan Stevens returns it, and she hits it away with that backhand to the open corner. Yeah, and uh, I mean normally um, Sloan Stevens has such a good read of the game. She just seemed to be at sixes and sevens today there was no reading of the game there was no um, anticipation of because what Joe does is do patterns very well and people have sussed her game out and this is the problem that she's had to add variety because people have sussed out that she has these re repetitive um, patterns of play Speaking of which, well, let's let's let, let's get into that very quickly because you are right, and and, and and on top of that, she was playing against the player in the WTA who probably has the best sense of anticipation. Correct. You know, she she gets because Sloane Stevens is not necessarily super super speedy person. She's just incredible. She she's the great anticipator, so it looks to you like she's incredibly quick too, which she is. But her anticipation is what makes up for uh, mm. for 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 any any lack of quick direction changes. But what happened is, uh, if you watch that stretch, if you watch that, if you watch that stretch, um, 
Ross, when Joe broke in the second set and went up 3-1, normally if you're the losing player, you say to yourself, okay, I have three chances to break before this match ends. In fact, Sloan, bro the Sloan held serve to get to 3-2, and that was the best game she played. And if you watch, when she walks to the game change, she, she pumps up her fist, her mother's screaming, she's... Uh, she's uh, whistleblown and, and, this, and there's this very positive look in Sloan thinking I'm into this match now even though I'm behind, this, behind the break and then guess what Joe does the next three getting service games at 3-2 4-3 and 5-4 she hits she wins 12 out of 13 mm -hmm. points the only point she loses is on a double fault she hits eight clean winners and those winners are either drop shots backhand yeah. down the lines aces return winners so you're talking about variety in terms of finishing yeah. the point she's she did it yeah well talking about um drop shots we've just seen a remarkable match between um marketa von Drusova and um petra martic uh just the variety on on display the rallies the the, the cat and mouse it was like watching a game of chess oh, now you're talking about great. drop shots and after that double header day in rome when everything was rained off um, von Drusova actually um, was being out drop shotted by Joe, and for those of us that have been watching Joe add her drop shots to her, her repertoire, they have been the stuff of nightmares at times. We have hidden behind sofas, we've hidden behind cushions, because <laughs> when she does that drop shot, it's almost reminiscent of Murray when he was tired and would do the drop shots. And, and, and it, I always likened it to um, a cross between watching Jaws and Towering Inferno. You'd be like, no, 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 don't do that, oh, too late. <laughs> um, and, you know, Conta out drop shotted a very tired, admittedly, Vondrasova. Now, I don't think that Vondrasova is going to be anywhere near as tired, but this is a There's adrenaline semi. in question now. My yes. goodness, this yes. is going to be a real test of wills. Yes. I think this is going to be, you know, Joe's aggressive, um, you know, trying to dominate from the, from the baseline and trying to limit how much she does come in. Because, God love her, she does have hands of stone at the net sometimes. Um, but you know, I think Von Drusova is going to test her to the limit. Yes. And I think this, if this is going to go Joe's way, it's going to be on guts, glory, and sheer experience to get her over the line. Yeah. No, you you touched on the main points in terms of just game matchup. I would add that uh, the the big the bigger challenge with Von Drusova is she gives she gives you three or four different looks in the same point. She has a forehand, a lefty forehand that is, that, that she can loop as a high top spin or that she can accelerate, but never really hit flat. But on the backhand then, if you hit it to her backhand, then she, then you get a completely flat ball back. And then once in a while, she'll, she'll stick in that nifty drop shot or, or even an inside out backhand slice with her left mm. hand, which curves the ball towards the outside if she hits it down the line. So, so Joe is gonna face a, a, a big challenge in terms of a variety of shots that she has to face. As, as, as tough a player as uh, Sloane Stevens is, Sloane Sloan did not give Joe no. this many different looks, you know, in terms of spin and pace. No, exactly. Let's, uh, let's quickly move to the men. Um, again, the match, I think, of the day from the men's side had to be Federer Vavrinka. Um, you know, again, a little bit cat and mousey for me. Uh, the first two sets split. Um, and then Federer just pulled away. I think the rain delay, people hoped that it was going to give um, Vavrinka a little source of life. Even it turned even the, the other way, right? Yeah, even in that last uh, last couple of games, you know, yeah. Vavrinka. I mean, God, you know, give him credit. He was fighting 
all the way. But we, of course, have Federer and Nadal as a semi-final. Now, I've always said that if it came down to this as a semi, it would be a test for Nadal. But Nadal and Federer on this clay is a nightmare matchup. Yes. Yes, it is. Tell me yes, why. Is. Would you would you like to first? Do you want to speak about the Wawrinka match at all, or do we move straight let's, into? Let's move straight. Let's, into, move, let's move right on. Let, let's let's leave let's right Wawrinka. Well, there, there's no there's no secret here how the two of them will play against each other. Nadal for uh, for, for throughout their rivalry relied on two things: rallies to to Federer's backhand, working his high backhand, and on and, and hitting that serve to Federer's backhand so that he can get maybe a slice return or a defensive return with which he can dominate the rest of the point. Now Federer was able to turn one of those things around since 2015, which is the the return. In fact, when Federer out of the last five matches that Federer beat Nadal, the first one in Basel, he returned. 81 times on his backhand because that's where Nadal serves yeah, consistently. Yeah, yeah. 79 times he came over the top of those backhand returns. Only twice did he slice them. That was the, that was the biggest change at that point. And since then he's been sticking with this all come over the top return on the right. backhand. So he took away one advantage of Nadal that way. Now, will he able to will he be able to do that on clay? We'll see, but I'm willing to bet that he's not going to slice his returns back. So he's going to try to and he's going to try to play one strike tennis. You know, whenever he gets that forehand, he's going to try yeah. to go for it. But let me just say, add one thing about Federer from a mental point, mental standpoint. If he were to miraculously win the tournament, I'm not talking about uh, the, 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 just against Rafa. Yeah. He would be beating the last three French Open champions. I'm, I'm looking at it from the way Federer's thinking because yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think, Actually, I don't think yeah. Roger is going to go out there thinking I'm going to lose. I think he goes out yeah, there yeah. thinking I'm. So he's going to have beaten Wawrinka. Uh, Nadal and possibly, unless team beats him, possibly Djokovic. That would be the last three French Open champions. I don't think anybody for the rest of his life can criticize Federer in any way possible if he were to accomplish this feat. Yeah, no, no, that that's that's fine, that's fine. I mean, um, okay, let, maybe we were a little unfair. Let's 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 have a thought for Vavrinka, who's come back from injury. I mean, his yes. run here has got to be a dream run for him, surely. You know, for me, the biggest victory today for Wawrinka was when in the press conference they they asked him about how's your knee, and he said, my knee's my knee's fine. I'm gonna get ready for grass court. It's gone. My knee's okay now. I just have to get mentally yeah. back into the groove. Mentally, I'm getting stronger, but physically, my knee is fine. No problem. And uh, to me, that was the the biggest yes moment. Uh, yeah. if, if you're a Wawrinka fan, which I am, yeah, I'm yeah, a Wawrinka yeah. fan. I think all of us are. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, his his fight and his um, his determination in in the last three matches has been you know second to none, and it's great to see him back. Yes. I think the, I think the tour needs it. And wouldn't you say that in his form that he showed in this tournament, you could he could possibly challenge the big three at tournaments? Yes, I I absolutely do. Yeah. I mean, I've I've joked about it in the past, but I you know sort of like we we could live in an age where um, Vavrinka overtakes Murray uh, in terms of slams, but I absolutely think he can. Yes, um, yes. I absolutely believe he can. No, you know, granted, having said all that. Let's be, if we were to be realistic, we, we're still looking at a Novak Rafa yeah. final on, on Sunday. That's yeah. just, uh, there's no way getting around that. No, it, no, no. it would have to be something close to miraculous to have not those two in the finals on, on Un- Sunday. Understand. Well, talking of uh, tomorrow, we have uh, Halep, uh, on Shafria, we have Halep and Isimova, and we have Djokovic and Zverev. 
Halcon and Nisimova is going to be interesting. I uh, sat and had a drink actually with our, my colleagues uh, from Romania who are just, if, you, if you're wondering what all that chatter, loud chatter is, um, it's them. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, I think deep down they think it could be uh, a Halep uh, contour final. Um, Anisimova is another player 10 years younger than Halep. Uh, she's had like teenagers galore. Um, she gave Igor Swiatek a, a complete lesson, uh, a, a tennis lesson for free. Yes. Do you think she's going to do the same with Anisimova? Uh, I think I think it will be a similar story. I don't know if it'll be 6-1-6-0, but I think where, where things may go wrong for Anisimova is Simona's, Simona's ability to hit down the line accelerations because Anisimova takes the ball early. Right. She takes the ball extremely early, and, and players who take the ball early like, usually like to park inside the baseline, and they like cross-court balls because then they can step in and cut the angle off and yeah. hit, it, hit it. Whereas Simona's strongest shot, strongest weapon, is her ability to generate accelerations going down the line, even when she's on the run from both sides, especially yeah. on the back end. I think if if that pattern, if Anisimova can somehow find a solution to that pattern, handling Simona's down the line accelerations, then yes, it'll be a, it'll be a close battle. But otherwise, my gut, my, my, my initial assessment is that it will be a straight set victory for Simona. Okay, and then um, Djokovic, Zverev. I'm sorry, but I just think that in the form that Zverev has been in, there's, he hasn't got a hope in hell. He nope. might take a set off Djokovic, but... Well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, he may not even take a set off of Djokovic. The, the problem for Zverev in this matchup that I see, and I actually believe that Zverev in this major... Is, has performed better than other majors. I'm not talking about Masters. I'm not talking okay, about Masters. He okay. plays very well there. But 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 he, in terms of mental toughness, he's performed better in this major than than other majors. But if you were to go uh, player player A against player B, you look at each one of their strokes, each one of their patterns. Djokovic does every single thing a little bit better yeah. than Zverev. And when you have somebody doing everything a little bit better than you, even if they're not that far ahead in every little thing, but they are a little bit better, then, then it ends up being into in, in, in a route sometimes. And that's what I fear for Zverev. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, okay, I, I agree, um, Djokovic. To go through there, on the other side, uh, in Longland, we have uh, Madison Keys versus Ash Barty. Keys has been superbly under the radar. Nobody's really even paid her any attention. Um, it, it's true. It's, it's, it's a little bit like uh, catching up on the, uh, the mm, men's side, right? Yeah, I mean, well, we, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we, got, we got Keys, uh, who's a... Ball striker, yeah, uh, and 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 finally she she I believe she has mentioned in one of her presses. That's why I'm kind of stuttering because I'm trying to remember but that that on clay sometimes the fact that the ball jumps high uh, favors her her strokes. Yeah. So I believe she has mentioned that, and that's actually a good point because she, her favorite spot, her, her sweet spot, or where she likes to hit balls is more hip level or a little bit higher. So clay might suit her, but then again she's playing against a, another player who's got. Every shot in the book. Yeah, I you mean know, that, if, that's if it. She, she, will will Barty give her that ball? Probably not. Yeah, that that's it for me. But Barty's got so much more variety. And whilst I love Keys, I you know I, I see this as Barty's. 100%. Yeah, I, even though I, I completely uh, under, understand why why you would feel that way. I'm, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time picking one or the other. But yes, uh, if if Barty plays uh, or uses all her shots, Keys is going to have trouble. And uh, let's let's close off today with uh, Team 
And Kachanov, you just, as you said, he's he's just, you know, people will be like, hey, catch a who now what? Well, I'm, I'm ashamed to say myself that I, I, I fell in that I fell in that uh, trap. Believe it or no. not, I, I've only watched I've only watched about two and a half sets of, sets of catching of this whole tournament, and now I feel uh, I, I feel so ashamed of that that I'm planning <laughs> on coming tomorrow morning early and watching a replay of a couple of his sets that I haven't seen from her from his earlier matches, so that by the time two o'clock comes around, I have a little bit of a better idea. I know how he plays, yeah. but I've only watched the two and a half set. I've only watched two and a half sets in this tournament. And uh, but but he's uh, again this this surface favors him because of his extreme grip on the forehand. Once again, the, a ball bouncing high is a is good is a good sign for him. So he doesn't have to get under the ball with that extreme western grip. Uh, the uh, the question for Kachanov is can can he outpower his opponent? Yeah. And that's and, and he's playing against another player who usually outpowers his opponent. And and also you know I mean we've discussed it before. Um, team's fitness is is his superpower here um, whilst I've chided him for taking the scenic route and a few four setters if there's any player that actually feeds off that extra extra ball and that extra time it's team yes and so, he played he played a very good match against Monfils his, oh, his, yeah. his confidence must be skyrocketing he said it himself anyway um, well we were going to have a, a sort of little a little treat of a, a chat um, from our perspective of what we little tiny sites need to do to yes. earn our crust at uh, Slam. But uh, unfortunately, Von Drusseva is coming into press in about 10 minutes, and I've got to go to do that. But that's something that maybe over the next few days, Mert and I will do a separate little tournament in a tea break and give it, give it the time that it deserves. But we thought it might be interesting to sort of lay out for you exactly what, exactly what it's like. I, I met up with a, uh, somebody that's done a bit of writing for us. His first Slam doing, um, doing some like media office work. I sat down and I was like, oh, how's it going? And he was just like, oh, it's so hard doing a slam. He's and I thought, Yeah, and you know, he's coming in at 12 and leaving at 8 or 9. Mm-hmm. I was coming in at 8 and leaving at 10, 10, 30, yeah. getting back to my apartment and working till midnight and then up again at 6. So, you know, when, when people th- say, oh, how the hell do you get into a slam? Or when, you know, unfortunately, there are people that love to criticise smaller sites that are here because we don't have the, the power of um, advertising. We don't have the power of, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of people um, clicking on our stuff. Um, I say that, though. I mean, we're at a third of a million unique hits, so what do I get? But, you know, but that comes with a lot of work and a lot of effort, and, and I thought it might be fun. Oh, you know, and I think, I think we will give it its own its own. Yes it, yes, it does, and, and you summarize it very well. I mean, I, I've, I haven't gotten out of here one time before 11 o'clock so yeah. far. You know, d- yeah. dinner is just a rush all the time, or lunch yeah. is a rush. You know, I, exactly. I skip one of them actually every day. So I know, and, and it, it might sound, you know, oh, poor you, you skip your lunch. Oh, poor you, you skip your dinner. But actually, I mean, for, for me, I'm diabetic. Mm. So skipping lunch or dinner isn't an option because yes. I have medication that is, is linked around that. My blood sugar levels will, will plummet if I don't eat at a regular time. So what we will do is we'll give it the time that it deserves and run through some of the things that Tennis with an Accent, which is one of the sites that Mert uh, is heavily involved with, and of course Britwatch Sports, um, you know, how we've actually managed to sort of keep our head above water. Um, and, ju- and just as a sort of reminder to those that think that it's easy and that they should be here, um, sure, 
if you if you have the results and if you have the numbers to back it up and if you have the content more importantly to back it up then absolutely right you should be here but if you don't have any of that stuff then slams are not going to give you the time of day because what they want is for you to generate content to promote their slam for right. sure For sure, it's, the, I mean, I, you said it so well that I that uh, that, that I have nothing to add. It's uh, everybody has to do their part, and there and 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 if you have to deserve to be at a slam, and therefore your writing must must reflect that, and your effort must reflect that. Yes, that's the thing. Your effort must reflect that. Um, you know, my, this this young kid is like, oh, you know, just remember, you're human. It's like. Yes, but I'm a human covering the first few days of a slam. Anyway, we will get into this, but for now, um, we're going to bid you farewell. It's a court, another corker of a day as we will find out who our final four are uh, all together. Um, thank you for listening. You have, of course, been listening to Ros Satter. And Mert Artanga. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs>